May your coffee taste much sweeter than it did yesterday. May God's blessings overflow and make you dance. May the people that surround you touch your heart like never before. And help you fall in love with life all over again. Good day, everybody. Hey, Chris Gallagher here, 4031 Coaching Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. Once again, our introductory song, I want to encourage you, is from our friend Mark Elowine Music. You can find him at markelowinemusic.com or on facebook.com forward slash Mark Elowine Music. That's M-A-R-K-A-L-E-W-I-N-E. Today, I want to share with you a special story a little bit different format on the 4031 Coaching Podcast about somebody who's influenced my life, somebody who made a difference all the way back. Well, I'll just let you take a moment, and I'll just let you listen. I hope that you have a great day. Stay tuned as we jump in to our podcast. All right. Hey, good day, everybody. Chris Gallagher here, 4031coaching.com. Extremely glad that you are here visiting with us. If you have not checked us out yet, please do so at 4031coaching.com. We would really love to have you as a part of our newsletter team. Go ahead to 4031coaching.com and go to newsletter sign up or just directly at 4031coaching.com forward slash sign up. Be part of our contact list and on there, if you would like, you can sign up for a three uh, free, excuse me, 30-minute coaching evaluation. That's right. We will walk you through a free 30-minute complimentary coaching session, find out a little bit more about you, give you some ideas to help you out as you progress in your life. Today is a very unique time, and I want to share with you a story, a story about a teacher in the foothills of the West Virginia mountains. In this little town, there was really only about two stoplights. There was a little tiny elementary school that sat near one stoplight, and inside of that school was a teacher. Not just any teacher. It would be a teacher that would affect students for years to come. This teacher was one who thought outside of the box, but more than that, she cared about her students. She cared about who she was, her confidence was firmly shown in her ability to teach a group of young third graders who were very impressionable, but also who were at that point in their life where they were getting adjusted to school. They had been there for a few years. They were midway through their elementary school years, and she knew that in just a few short years, they would be going to middle school. So it seemed to be in her teaching method that she sought to instill confidence in those young people. Her teaching style was very unique. On the first day of class, when all the students came in, the desks were not lined up beside each other. Instead, they were in a U-shape, almost to the outer walls of the classroom, just enough where you could walk behind them. And every single student had to create their own name tag. Actually, it was a name poster. They had to create this name poster and they had to use the first letter of their name with another word. 
they had to use their minds. They had to think. They had to think of what they wanted to be called in class. There were people that were awesome Adam. There was caring Christine. There was marvelous Matthew. There was super Steve. All of these names were put on a small poster, and that poster was hung over the front of the desks. The teacher's name was Miss Ledbetter. Miss Ledbetter had been teaching for several years. But what Miss Ledbetter wanted to do is Miss Ledbetter wanted to call her students by their name, but not just their given name, by the name that they would now be known as in class. That would be their name that would remind them of who they are. It would begin to instill in them a little bit of self-confidence. But Miss Ledbetter was so unique. She was a small lady in stature. In fact, she was probably about just a few inches taller than the tallest kid in class. She seemed a lot taller when she was teaching those students, but her small stature was nothing compared with her great mind. She was able to transform the students' minds as she called them by the name that was on their nameplate or on their name poster. When she did that, she brought to them not only a unique name, but a unique characteristic. She would call them that during class. She taught them math skills that they would need to know in their multiplication tables. But in those multiplication tables, she made it pretty easy. She put them on the wall in the classroom, right near the sink and right near the bathroom. So when the students went to the bathroom or whether they went to the sink to wash their hands afterwards or they were just washing their hands because they came in from recess, they would see the math table and it would really become instilled in their minds. They would be able to remember that because they saw it so much. Her unique teaching style would change the way that those students thought. But then there was, there was the way that she taught language. We would probably call it English. But it was language arts. And it was the way that she taught it because most students would sit on the floor and listen to their third grade teacher read them a story. They would have to navigate that story in their minds, but, but not Miss Ledbetter. Miss Ledbetter had a very unique way. Because the way she arranged the classroom with all the chairs in a U-shape, she would line the chairs up or have the students carry their chairs and there would be two rows. Two rows of three chairs across. There were probably about 21, maybe 22 students in class. So there would be seven rows of three. And she had them arranged like that, but sometimes she would arrange them where there were two rows on one side, and she would make two columns. There would be two rows on one and three seats on the other. They would be arranged differently every week. But the reason she did that was because of her unique teaching style that would transform those young fashionable minds, that they would remember those for years to come. You see... What Miss Ledbetter did was very unique. 
Miss Ledbetter, instead of making the story just a story, she made it impressionable. Because what Miss Ledbetter had done even before school started is she had gone to the airport. And when she went to the airport, she had went to Piedmont Airlines, which is no longer in existence. And when she went to Piedmont Airlines, she asked them for some tickets, some fake tickets. She asked them for some fake boarding passes. She asked them for some fake information. When she got that information, she would begin to use it for her class. Her students would line up, carry their chairs to the formation that she asked. They would find themselves sitting inside of an airplane. But every week, there were four students that were chosen. Two of those students would be the pilots. Two of those students would be the stewardesses or the stewards. And they would fly that plane. She would combine language arts the story that they were going to hear, she would combine that with history. She would combine that with geography. The pilots would have to figure out the flight pattern. They would have to figure out where they were going to start in this little small town in West Virginia and how they were going to fly to places such as Paris, Brazil, Los Angeles, New York, even flying to the Amazon jungle. They had to figure out the story. She made those little third graders think like they had never thought before. And they enjoyed every single minute of it. Well, there was one time where it got a little bit crazy. And she expanded their minds more than she had. The pilots, as they flew their imaginary plane down and they landed in... Brazil or Argentina. Well, after they had talked about the story, they began to take off. As the plane began to fly, Miss Ledbetter had talked to the two pilots. And she told the two pilots, she said, I want you to make an emergency landing in the jungle. It was up to these two third graders to figure out how they were going to make an imaginary plane in a third grade classroom land in the jungle. But she left it into their hands. That imaginary plane took off from the airport, ascended to the height that it was going to be at, then all of a sudden, the pilot announced that they had lost an engine. At that point, Miss Ledbetter asked for all the students to begin shaking in their seats. And they did. They shook in their seats and their seats moved back and forth, and there was a little bit of jostling and a little bit of noise. The seats were then, in the students' minds, they tilted down because the plane was descending at a rapid rate. But then then they would level their seats off again. Then they would pull back on their seats, and they would be able, actually, to lift both of the front legs of the seats off the ground as the plane started to ascend again. It would be during that time that the pilot would have to remind the passengers that they would need to put their heads down and to brace for impact because the plane was going down. It's kind of hard to picture that in a third grade classroom full of rambunctious and anxious children, but there was a way 
there was a way to make it happen. So the pilots of that third grade classroom plane landed that plane in the jungle safely. Everybody aboard made it out. But as airlines go, since your seat cushion had to be used as a flotation device, Mrs. Ledbetter, in her vivid but yet gentle spirit, had everybody pick up their seats, put them on their head, and rush out the imaginary emergency doors. As they rushed out, they then had to march around the classroom, because after all, they still had the to get home, and they still had had to arrive back at school just in time so that they could eat their lunch. So they walked around the classroom and they sang songs. They talked about how long the journey was going to be and what it was like to survive an imaginary plane crash. You know, that teacher and her teaching methods changed lives. It was amazing for me, known to Mrs. Ledbetter as Courageous Chris, to sit in her class, to listen to the way that she would care for the students in a compassionate way, yet firm at times, but at the same time how her teaching ability transcended anything of technology by simply using the imagination. In fact, when I first made it to Miss Ledbetter's class, I didn't even know the word courageous. I had no idea what that meant. But I asked Miss Ledbetter if she could think of a really good word. She sat down at my desk and she talked to me. She talked to me about the things that I like to do and the things that I liked as hobbies or as sports. What would I do when I go home? I told her all the adventures that I had had from my birth until third grade. And she said, I think the word courageous describes you. Those pilots on that plane, at least one of them, one of those pilots was Courageous Chris. I still remember it vividly. But most of all, most of all, I remember walking back to that school, that small little school in Cross Lanes, West Virginia, walking back into that elementary school and telling the secretary that I, had used, that I used to go there. I went there from kindergarten until about fourth grade and how I wanted to go see a couple teachers. And she asked me who, and I told her, I said, but the one teacher I don't want to miss is I don't want to miss Miss Ledbetter. I didn't even know if she still taught in school. I couldn't even picture where she would be because her desire seemed to be in teaching. Well, ironically enough, Miss Ledbetter was still there. She was teaching a fourth grade class at this time, and I walked down the hallway with the secretary, and when we walked into her classroom, I looked at her, The secretary said, Miss Ledbetter, there's somebody here to see you. And it was me. And she looked at me for a second, and she said, I think I remember you. I said, Miss Ledbetter, I said, 
If you remember me, I'm sorry, because that probably means that I did something that you remember. And she said, no. She said, I remember your face. I remember your smile. I told her who I was, and I gave her a hug. And I shared with her that I have told that imaginary plain story thousands of times as I've spoken to groups of young men and young women at youth events. I've told it to adults as I've had the opportunity to speak to groups from time to time. I've told it to individuals to share with them that we are impressionable, but it also takes one person in our life to help us change who we are. For me, in third grade, there was a teacher. Her name was Miss Ledbetter, and because of her desire to help the kids get better, she changed lives. It's hard to believe at 47, almost 48 years old, I still talk about that imaginary plane ride, that imaginary plane crash, and carrying our chairs through the Amazon jungle. All because of one person. I was so glad to be able to go and to sit with her for a little while until her class came in and to be able to talk to her. I was much taller than she was, but her integrity, her humbleness, and her character reached unlimited heights. I would ask you today, as a part of our podcast, who was your misled better but maybe who will you change who will you talk to who will you use the abilities that you have been given to transform their life in such a small way that about 40 years later they'll still be talking about it they'll still be sharing it with the people around them I don't know what happened to Miss Ledbetter. I know that she retired and she moved. But I wish her the best. I wish her greatness and success. I also would like for her to know again how thankful I am because of her influence. So I challenge you today. How are you going to influence the people around you and what are you going to tell them? What are you going to do for them? And how are you going to think outside of typical thinking to impress them? It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be large. It doesn't have to be huge. It can simply be in the way that you tell a story, your story. It can be in the way that you share a great point of your life because somebody has challenged you. I appreciate your listening ear today. I hope that you have found some inspiration in the story of a small third grade teacher in a small school at the foothills of the West Virginia mountains whose character rises above all. And as always, if I ever meet her again, I will say, Miss Ledbetter, thank you. Thank you for being an influence in my life. Once again, my name is Chris Gallagher, and I hope that you have a great day, and I hope that you'll influence somebody 
whose legacy will continue to last. If there's anything we can do for you, let us know. But as always, have a blessed one, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the 4031 Coaching Podcast. My name's Chris Gallagher, and I'm glad that you're with us. Today's episode was a little bit different than normal as we were able to share a story that greatly affected the way that at least a third-grade little boy whose name was going to start with Courageous began to think about life. I hope that you're able to influence somebody and change their life as they grow up, and who knows, maybe 40-some years later, they'll be thanking you because of the legacy that you left for them. But I thank you for being a part of today's podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look up 4031coaching. Also, check out our website, 4031coaching.com. Remember to sign up for that newsletter. We would love to have you to be a part. As always, reach out to us and share our podcast. Give us a rating if this is something you enjoy. And remember to check out Mark Ellawine Music at markellawinemusic.com. In fact, let's have Mark play us on out. May your coffee taste much sweeter than it did yesterday. May God's blessings overflow and make you dance. May the people that surround you touch your heart like never before. And help you fall in love with life all over again. 